Father, we just lift our hands to you, Jesus. Lord, I pray, heal our awareness of the presence of God. Heal the parts that tends to block up and outthink, confuse. Heal us from that, Lord, that we'll be completely aware of your presence, Jesus. Be completely aware that, God, you're right there. Heal us like, like Elijah had to go pray for the servant. Lord, open our eyes and so we can see that you're right there. I, and you pray, Lord, that there's just a, 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 an awakening, a spirit, just an, an awakening that begins to happen. That we're awakened to the word of God, awakened to the presence of God that is there that will never leave us or forsake us. And, and, and now as he comes, let him fill you back up. Your patience got zapped this week. Your, your strength got zapped this week. All your joy might have gotten zapped this week. But as you welcome the presence of God, as you become aware that God never left you, he said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. As you become aware and God begins to restore all that you've poured out. I just believe in my spirit. I don't know if it's because it was, I did it, but I believe some of us have just poured out and poured out and you showed up empty, but as the presence of God is filling this place, he's filling you, he's restoring you, he's restoring the patience with your family and restoring patience with your spouse and your children and with yourself in the name of Jesus. As the patience of God begins to restore and be restored in you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet, he's restoring your intimacy and restoring your power passion in the name of jesus holy spirit we welcome you in this place in this place we do not want to be average we do not want to be at the very bare minimum but lord as you take us into your will and through your presence lord that we become the violent take it by force lord jesus and lord we receive and walk in all that you have for us that that capacity to love like I know I'm supposed to and I know I should Lord I I receive the anointing of God make my heart tender again remove that hard part that it began to get crusty and hard thank you Jesus for tenderizing my heart again let me recognize I'm lovable let me recognize that I can give love Lord tender I need to become tender and sensitive uh, to your presence to those around me in the name of Jesus and allow God just to begin to just consume your mind and your thoughts that you're not hardened by your day and hardened by all that's got to be done but you are saturated by the, with the mind of Christ that your mind is completely, completely submerged into the presence of God and not run, run, running wild with thoughts and how can and how to and why come. But in Jesus' name, God loves you. He's there. He's right there with you. No weapon, no weapon can prosper. Father, we pray for loved ones that, may not even, that are not even here tonight. We pray, Lord God, that you begin to minister to their heart and tender to their heart. Lord God, we, I pray for a fire catching, 
anointing, Lord, that, Father, bring uh, believers out of being average and just get by or just um, going through life. I, I just pray for a holy fire just to come in an amazing way to hunger and, and desire the word and to be able to minister that word and deliver that to a lost and dying world. I, I speak a, a revival to, 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 to souls to be saved and, and there will be a, a body of Christ that will have no shame to the gospel and the God that they serve. I pray, I pray in the name of Jesus for a boldness to come upon us, Lord God, like we've never seen before, but, but in this house, in this presence, in this time right now, as a spirit of, of being acceptant and, and receptive to the, to the presence of God, uh, I just want you just to just let him just pour and pour and pour into you everything, pour into you all that he wants and desires for your life, all that, that's been missing, all that's not there. Let God pour it into you through his, by his precious Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the living God, we thank you. We thank you, you guide and teaching us in all truths. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Preach about minimum spiritual wage, all right? Bare minimum wage. Uh, Jesus paid the price for us to live higher. Uh, in Romans chapter 6 and verse 21 through 23, said, What fruit did you reap? at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed. The outcome of those things is death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God, the fruit you reap leads to holiness and the outcome is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Father, we just thank you for your word and you just pray and guide and direct Everything comes out of my mouth, every step taken, Lord, that you will be glorified for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. So there's there's uh, ways that we can get beyond, right, in this society of making minimum wage, right? It's experience, right, education. They do all those things that they can do that. And then there's just flat out uh, being commit, committed because you can have no education, but you can be very experienced about things. And as you begin to grow, you grow in knowledge. Uh, and there are times where, as, as believers, we should be beyond the minimum of just being saved, right? We should be beyond that point of saying, okay, well, I'm going to heaven. Well, that's, 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 that's a great minimum, but that's just minimum. Uh, when Pastor Reed and I said I do to each other, that was minimum, right? It, it had to be more than that. I couldn't be, that couldn't have been the last time I said I love her or showed affection or, you know, just because we all had on, uh, she had on white, I had on black. Um, I was about to say we all had on white, we didn't all have on white. Uh, but that wasn't it, you know what I mean? The relationship grew and now it's, it's higher, right? The minimum, the minimum of just uh, you, you, we, we in this house together, so you do your part, I do my part. That's not how that works, right? So God is, even with us in our faith, it says the wages of sin is death. We know that the payback that we were getting on lives that we lived before now, that harvest that we were reaping when we would do stuff that we're now currently ashamed of, right? That's, that harvest was bad. And, you know, fighting off death and fighting off those things. Come to Christ, he says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. 
There's that gift, it's that abundance that live more than just for the moment, right? So Jesus came and he didn't die to make us safe. He died actually so that we would live and be dangerous for God. That means walk out and be strong in our faith and not just passive about uh, serving God. So the flesh is the lowest earning that a soul can acquire, right? Your flesh. That's it. So if we, we ever ask our flesh, your flesh is always going to want to do the bare minimum, right? Your flesh has this, uh, uh, if those of you who are not morning people who like to be interrupted every seven minutes or every nine minutes and think that's better, like they, they call it the, the snooze button. This is normal once I get interrupted again and interrupted again. This is normal. Then I'm going to feel better about waking up. But, but it's, it's, it's kind of like your, your body and just consulting your body. That's the very lowest point of consultation. Go back and go beyond that, right? Relationships takes us beyond just what's good for us and what we need. Uh, with our kids, it, that was the commitment. Like, first of all, you got to love Christ. I love Christ. Uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a song by uh, the group For Him. And it was, the, it was the three of us is what it was called at our wedding and about her, myself, and then Jesus, right? Bringing us together. Goal was kids, when kids come, they come to church. They are part of God. I, I now love all that hate, all the things I used to be ashamed of that now God has, has removed from, from me so that I could walk in love. So no matter how much a person can receive in this world without Christ, right, the soul is at its lowest potential. The soul is at its lowest potential. No matter how much talent, they said that uh, uh, talent is never enough, right? Because your talent can get you someplace your character can't keep you. And all those things. And, and as we became uh, parents and, and love, just all those things, then God began to say, you are beyond just the minimum. You're beyond that. You are now at a place where your earnings of love toward others and love toward Christ and love toward the word of God is now it is grown. And part of that means maturity. Okay. Uh, they don't just walk up and hand people $200,000 a year jobs with no experience. They're going to want to know what you experience. They think when we start praying and wanting to grow in God, God wants to grow in us. And that's, that's the steps we take to put, put God first. So when our soul is not allowed to have, have life through Christ, it is an entry-level position and is without influence in the overall life of the person that contains it. So basically, I go to church, I know God, and that's it. And God has said, there's so much more, right? So much more. Back to cell phones. Apparently out there, there's so much more than the Galaxy S6. Apparently there's so, they do so much more, right? And go on that. But I know some people got the phone, but don't even use all the tools with it, right? Right? And so God is saying, there's so much more. There's so much more to your faith than you just living here dying and going to heaven. There's so much more to, to walk in and, 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 and uphold and, and love on God. So a soul that is without life lives within a body that is enslaved to its surroundings until the word is brought forth to trigger what it needs. Okay? So the soul 
is just sitting there, right? We found this out, Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, and it said that God formed man, and then God breathed into Adam, and Adam became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. I thought, I love the order of that, because Adam was every part conscious, except he wasn't soul conscious. And people can be aware of everything in their life, but until they are saved, until their soul is saved, there's nowhere to put them. God didn't put Adam in the garden until his soul was awakened. Then he put him in place. There are people that, you know, when we, we talk about our, our kids and students, especially uh, about when they're getting ready to go to college, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, get before God and find out because you don't want to go and pay for four years of something you're going to have to change. Because you got to let him speak to your soul. Adam had no idea how to get to the garden. He had no way to go. But when his soul was awakened, God had a place to put him. I say we keep our soul alive. He was aware of everything except he was not God conscious. He's like, I got all this stuff, but not God. So a life without soul, and that's not rhythm or anything. That's eternity. will make decisions that will not be fulfilling. Um, that come alive to, to the God who formed you, and he will know where you are from. He will know your form and fit you in. I, that sentence is strange the way I wrote it. And, and I was, was thinking, like, I had to return back to my soul because uh, the one thing I have to fight off, like an addiction, is a, is a, is a, and I know that's, this is hard for y'all to believe, is a bad temper. Like, like I, have to, I have to shut it down immediately. And it doesn't... Now, I can't remember the last time I've been in a fight in years and all that stuff, but I know when something's coming, right? I know it. I got facial expressions. And I, I know, and even, even in working with people, there, there are certain things that the enemy will make sure comes back up that you got to realize. And, and I'll do this what they did to us in ministry school. If you don't want to read it in Monday morning's paper, don't be doing it in the nighttime, right? Whatever you don't want to read the next day, if you, can't, if you can't read about it the next day in the paper, if you don't want to read about it the next day, don't do it. Right? That was one of the big things that they kept harping in there. Protocol, understand, be on time, be, have your things together. It was, it was a real, it was a, a mindset of sometimes we take church for granted and we don't put in the, the, the stuff, we don't put the professionalism in it like we should. And we're not talking about just dress code or all that stuff because that's not professionalism. It's the study time, the loving on God to making sure that you're presenting yourself. Uh, some people don't put professional time in for their marriages, their relationship. That's the one place they stay amateur in. Amateur in that, the, uh, the, the, uh, the time of spending with, with family and, and your kids and all those things. We need to be professional in those areas. Right? And, and even he told us, he says the reason why preachers and teachers have the worst kids is because they give to everyone else and by the time they get home there's nothing left and he said you gotta fight through that and make sure that your kids don't feel like the rest of the world is more important than them you gotta make sure they don't feel that way and that's that's one of the things that we, we like for all this energy of God giving me to only need four hours of sleep, I wanted to make sure our kids and Rita knew that they are violently important, no matter what. You know what I mean? And, and that doesn't mean that I flip it and say, you know, I don't go to church because I'm staying home for a family vacation. No, I go to God and God helps me to do that. 
helps me to love. So he puts those things back in place. That part, that's where you grow from the minimum part of you take your family from, okay, when they turn teenagers, they're going to go crazy because you're living at a minimum. And that's what's happening with, with, they say, a lot of Christian marriages are in and in just as much divorce as the outside world because they're at minimum. And, and we, what was the study? If they just pray together, they say, that's up to 60% of marriages in divorce. But just praying together takes that up to only 0.2% of people that pray together in divorce. I do want to meet the point too. Of like, what was y'all praying that you said, nah, like, amen, okay, let's go get this over with. Like, well, what, 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 what was the end of that prayer? I want to know what that prayer was. But, 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 but as believers, like, God has called you to authority to live beyond that and beyond that, that place of, of minimum to, uh, to the authority of God and saying, like, look, we walk by faith, not by sight. We don't, we don't limit ourselves. You are a young man. That that, just because you're a young man doesn't mean you need to look at girls in the wrong way and look in a manner that way. Just because you're a guy uh, or just because you're a young lady, they don't have to shop at every, all of that stuff. You don't have to do that, but you got to bring yourself out of minimum so God can bless you with the walking that authority. Matthew 16, oh, 16, Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 through 21 says this, do not Store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. All right? Don't store up stuff that you know is going to be stolen from you. You have no right to it, actually. If you store up the wrong stuff, the enemy knows I got access to take it. Right? We want to store up for ourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Right? There's, this, there's a part of what do you treasure the most? What do you treasure the most? Depending uh, <laughs> on how we grew up, right, we, we would hide food or hide desserts, and Jira now can sniff out everybody's food. I do. I literally have a separate refrigerator at my house that he's not allowed to touch. Okay, now, right now, he don't want to touch it because there's stuff in there he don't want. Right? But he could sniff out everybody's cake and would eat it. And you go, why did you eat it? He would say, because I found it. It wasn't lost. It wasn't lost. You, you, you went in there hunting. It wasn't lost. Right? And so... In order to jump him, because I know there's no treasure in that, I would just tell him, don't eat it. Yes, I thought about putting X-Lax in one. Yes, I thought about doing stuff to that. Yes, I thought about doing everything an ungodly parent would do, and then I didn't do it because the wages was too high, okay? A minimum spiritual wage is a result of catering to things of this world. A saved soul should have the final authority, right? That should be the final authority. Your, your salvation, your soul should have the final authority. Should have veto power too. Should have veto power. Said, no, that's not it. Uh, I, I ask you to, you know, there are just times I'll just go, man, Reed, I love you, man. You're, you're just, just there. There are some times I'm told to do that. By God, because I hadn't said it all day. Even though we say, I love you, I love you. Every time we talk and get off the phone, God would say, go tell her. I mean, you know, you love her and you appreciate her. Now, I don't show up like this. And I, Is she in the nursery? 
Okay. She's wonderful. So praise the Lord. But there are times where God is like, you need to go beyond the minimum. Right? You, you need to hear. And, and so they were just this, this, this friend of mine who, who I speak at their schools every, every year. Uh, but he said, I, I wanted a female speaker. And I go, man, I, I know somebody. I'll go, I'll, I'll send my wife. He go, oh, man, that's going to be great. No, wait a minute, you ain't never heard her before. He goes, oh, she's going to be great. I know she'll be great. She'll go, she's, she's, that's it. That's what we need. I was like, he goes, you're, you're, you were my second choice. So you may want to quit talking because that whole anger thing is not quite squashed down. But, he, but, but I, I love the fact how God had packed us together to be able to be a blessing to others. Okay? And that's where you build each other up. You stop being minimum. Stop just doing the, what, what's enough to get by, but do the things that has authority to have victory. Uh, it's crucial is a saved soul means that it decides with what is written in God's word, right? It decides what's written. So it's got to line up with the word of God. I line up with the word of God. You love being around people who hint about you paying for stuff. You ever hung out with people like that? You buy lunch. And now I, I love to buy lunch for people, but not this kind. Right? And I'll stare back like, you make them things separate because that person's not trying to be blessed, they're trying to be manipulative. Right? You got, you got to know the difference, right? Oh, you a Christian. Yes, that's how I saw that. You're absolutely right. I saw that through my faith. My spirit exposed that. So they need to get their own lunch. Right? And, and as believers, sometimes we take on this role like, oh, well, I'm supposed to be the good person. You are. This is good. You could say no is good. Right? The, the Pastor Rita would would just bless them. And I'm blessing them just differently, right? That minimum part of, of me, Rita, Pastor Rita would be, she lives, in the, she, she lives in the richest part of her soul is to be a blessing. That's just like, when it comes to helping others, she's, she's above and beyond, right? She's going to bless you. The wow, the women, there's, I hear there's no wisdom this month, but... Um, that's what I heard. But she would bless and go beyond like she's not minimum wage spiritually. She is going to make you feel extravagant. She's going to make you feel like you're the best thing in the world. She's going to do that. And, and when, whenever you get like, and I want someday I want to get there. There are certain areas I am that way. But also in my walk with God, I want to be extravagant in the word of God where I can quote the thing and line it up with what he said. I don't want... John, I don't only, I do want this, but I don't only want John 3.16 because I, I saw it at the football game, right? I, I want it more than that. I want, I want, I want God's, I want to be a good father. I, and I knew I had to deliberately sell out to God because of the history that I have. The minimum wage in my family for men was really bad. So I knew I wanted a better life so I couldn't stay at minimum. That means I had to take the Bible and believe it and, then, and live what it says. Like I couldn't be halfway. Couldn't, couldn't, be, couldn't be phony. 
Look at this in Galatians chapter 5, verse 7. I, I love this verse. It's one of my favorite verses. I'm going to read the rest of them, but I love verse 7. As you were running a good race, who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? You ever been doing good and get cut in on? This can happen on I-35, by the way. You could be singing about Jesus and someone cut in front of you, and you can stop running the race and start. The, that kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. Quitting doesn't come from the one who calls you. Not running with God doesn't come from the one who calls you. Like when you see someone who has vacated the truth because something has happened, that's, that's not from the God who called you. That is, that's not who that comes from. A little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. Can, can I say it a, another way? This, can I say it the youth group way? A little rat poop in brownie still makes the whole batch bad. How about that? Because this yeast and dough, everybody walk out of there. But what if we just put one drop in there of rat stuff? Anybody going to try to swing around that? No. So we're talking about walking righteous, walking in authority, walking in the holiness of God, walking beyond just bare minimum and not allowing things to get droppings in there. I wanted my son to see a good man. My wife wanted my sons to see a good man and a good, a good woman and my daughter to see a good man and a good woman. We had to do that so we couldn't be minimum. Right? We have to speak over them and speak with authority and, and, and then show up. Right? We couldn't just suit up as parents. We need to show up. I am confident in the Lord that you will take no other view. There is no other view that's worth having other than the one that I'm sold, sold out to Christ. The one who is throwing you into confusion, whoever that may be, will have to pay the penalty. There's that verse, right? right? Whoever's attacking you is going to have to pay the penalty. Trying to lead you the wrong way. Trying to lead you out of place. Trying to lead. No, we're going we're gonna to do this together. Like, like, I, like Pastor Rita may not ever throw a punch, but, but man, I know she's got my back. Right? She's got it in faith. She's got it in pure. Now, I got her back too, but I may do it swinging, but, and, and Jesus have to deal with me. But, but I know for a fact she's got it because beyond minimum of just being married to somebody, she's also submitted to the authority of God, right? Which carries above and beyond whether I have my best day or not, she's going to be her best, she's going to be her best self because she's doing it through Christ, right? That, that brings it together. Didn't think I would ever, just to be honest, didn't think I'd ever be able to love people. <laughs> now that's what God has me doing, right? I didn't think I could do it, but the Spirit of God changed that. That means that you let God into your heart, and he keeps working on it, and he keeps building, and you, you're, you have compassion, you have love, you, you have that, that very presence of God. So a great race means that we run with patience. What a crazy way to run. Your coach ever tell you that when you run 220? Be patient. Well, coach, I'll lose. But be patient because we're running a race that's already won. So I don't have to speed up. I don't have to keep up with the Joneses, the Robinsons, or whoever else name you want to pick. Washingtons. But I can run a race with patience. We reject moral shortcuts to get ahead and stand content to run with God. If your shortcut is against your morals, you got to reject that. 
Stay with God. Let everybody get the house first. Let them get the new car first. You make sure you keep this life of yours with Christ first thing. Right? Matthew 6.33, seek ye first the kingdom of God, everything else to be added. Right? And so, but if we start chasing that, we give up our morality. Without the abundance of righteousness, we will, we will run wild. If I didn't know God forgave me, I would run wild. Just loose. Not y'all. Y'all would be great. But with the high pay of righteousness, we run with God's will. So I don't run wild. I run with his will. All you, <laughs> there is no need to chase down those who mistreated you. Right? I'll, I'll say it again. There's no need to chase down those who mistreated you. If you've ever been talked about, praise God, they don't know you anyway. There's no need to chase them down. They don't know what you've been through. They don't know what it took for you to get here. No need. You don't need to go and clarify with them. I just want to set them straight. They already crooked. There's no need for it. Right? There's nothing to set straight there. Know who you are. Know what you're going to take care of. And together, right? Like together, we just believe we can make it through anything. We know that with Christ, we can make it through anything that, that no matter what people say, and, and I have to go to her and go like, hey, look, struggling, struggling. If that comes across the wrong way again, I'm going to have to go. And so I lean on her. She leans on me. We pick each other up. As a church body, I want you to go beyond minimum wage. And we usually when we hear people complaining about their spouse or their circumstances because they're trying to get uh, the greatest out of bare minimum. Right? They, they, they'll say this to you and working out. You cannot outwork a bad diet. Bad eating habits. You can't do it. You can run all day. You can't. That food stays at least a lap ahead of you. It does. It just keeps running faster and faster. And it laps you. Now, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do 100 crunches. Ain't going to matter. Because the cake done crunched out. And I think when we don't eat healthy spiritually... We can't run the race we need to run. Y'all, you, what you thought I was off? <laughs> we did run well. <laughs> we did run well. Listen to this. Matthew 12, 33 through 37. Make a tree good and its fruit will be good. Or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. And it's important of what we say to people and how we say things to people. Because we could be making it bad and the fruit will be bad. But also, what you do, what you put in you. Pastor Reed always says if you take an orange or a lemon and you peel it and you wrap a paper towel on it, when you squeeze that orange, what's going to come out of it? The orange juice. Right? Anything else come out of it, you got something else. You brood of vipers. Look at loving Jesus. How can you... How can you who are evil say anything good? For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good man brings good things out of his good, out of his good store of treasure. And the evil man brings evil things out of his evil store of treasure. But I tell you that men will give an account on the day of judgment for every careless word that they have spoken. Man, I have, I, this is my repenting verse every night. Because I, I know I pop off. I know, you know, I was telling just this day, a little boy was trying to make fun of my name. This is a little kid. What kind of name is Tori anyway? What kind of name is Tori? So what's your name? AJ. And I just went, NASCAR called. They want their name back. Now, that was unnecessary. 
<laughs> so you're missing a little. AJ, your folks run out of alphabet. They don't know how to spell. Like, and I, and I, then I couldn't stop. Then I kept going. Then I kept doing. I just, I was like, stop, leave me. And he was like, yeah, I didn't think about that. I go, yeah, you didn't. AJ, give you a name. They just pick some letters. And uh, on those things where I have to go and like every careless word. Think about every careless word. I'm gonna have to give an account for it. Forgive me, Jesus, my mouth was open today. That's my repent. Forgive me, Jesus, I spoke. Poor living. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. Uh, I remember my brother was up, up for, but he was about to be sentenced to 50 years in prison. And when they said those words, he was acquitted. Now, I was... <laughs> I was only like 11 years old at the time. I thought they were going to quit on him at the court. And then they explained to me that, like, that he'd been, he's innocent. He would say, and I was like, oh, acquitted. I learned a new word. I went around telling everybody, you acquitted. You acquitted from, from doing things. And I think once I understand that, by, by my words, I will be acquitted, or by my words, I'll be condemned. I'm either going to be free by setting others free. Or I'm going to be guilty by making others feel guilty. Right? And, and I get it. My, my mouth is my worst. That's the one thing miracles say. Oh, now I know where I got that from. Anything bad, they say they got it from me. But at the loving part, oh, that's my mother. <laughs> the fruit of the tree is a result of the knowledge within the tree. You will bear the fruit of the information you know. People do good when they know good. Good fruit comes from God. For the God who formed us in his purpose. So what we are storing up on the earth is beneath the pay grade God wanted us to have while we were here. So if God says, and when he told the rich young ruler, sell all you have and follow me. He said, all you have, all your riches is still minimum wage compared to what you're going to have. And he said he went away sorrowful because he had a lot. He didn't have everything though. And God was going to give him everything. All right, John 10, 10. The thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So you say this over your family members, say this over your kids, anyone younger than you. The thief will not steal their innocence, will not steal their obedience, will not steal their authority. Right? We speak Luke 2.52 over the entire household that we'll have favor with God and with man. Surrounded. Psalms 5.12. Surrounded as a shield of favor. Psalms 84.11. No good thing that he withhold from those who walk uprightly. And, and we'll, we'll just keep charging it, right? With, with just the word, the word, the word, the word. Because one of the things we found out that if the word never fails, God's going to hold them up as well as our church. So that's what we pray over you guys every morning. Every morning at 4.30 in the morning, that's our prayer over our entire church. You know, and, and whether one of us is in complete coherent agreement or not, that prayer goes forth. Here's the last thing. God didn't call for us to live off the minimum wage of hate, bitterness, unforgiveness, and sin. That's the minimum that's the minimum where, where you just turn and go get angry because someone made you mad. The minimum thing you can do is get mad with them. But God called you to live extravagant. 
He says, but the abundance, the abundance of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, that's what he's called us to live. Live bigger. What did he say? Be the bigger person? I always wanted to. But if I couldn't be bigger physically, I'm not going to be bitter. Okay. Anyway, bow your heads. We're going to pray. As you are bowing your head about the authority of God and how he wants to grow us beyond our regular place. Father, I just pray and I, I thank you, Jesus, for your word. Thank you, Lord God, that even my current place, I want to grow and know you even more and even greater. We'll grow in, in, in every area of my life. We're married, grow in my marriage. As a, as a believer, a Christian, a friend, I, I want to grow. I don't want to just be the minimum, Lord God. I want to be the blessings, the blessings of abundance, abundance of kindness. Give me abundance of, of peace, abundance to love, abundance to care, Lord God, that I'm shaken to do more than I've ever done before because I don't want to be just bare minimum. I don't want to just have a get-by life or get over life. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you are lifting us up, those of us who've been through some things and very early in life, hurts and abuse and pains, that that's the bare minimum. I thank you for raising us up, Lord Jesus, and, and letting us know that you've elevated us to a higher place, higher place. That minimum has no more authority over our life. You pray and just receive from God. You're the, you're the best of what God has called you to be. He's, he's using you. All the things you've been through, all the things you've made it through, all the things that were so close to death, but God says, here's life. And that more abundantly, you're here for a purpose, a plan, and a reason. And I'm going to show you as you turn toward me that I'm going to use you to do great and mighty things. Father, we just praise you. I want everybody to put one hand over your heart just pray and repeat after me say dear heavenly father i thank you for salvation i thank you for it being eternal in me i also welcome your precious holy spirit as we sang earlier lord we submit to you and surrender from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet Lord, consume us, all of our surrounding, that everything that we do will glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen.